Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Memphis, Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 5, paragraph 6 in Bill's story. It begins at the very bottom of the page, Renewing My Resolve, and it ends at the, at the top of page 6, And I Did. Today's readers, and thank you for your service in May and today, um, for the 12 Steps, Tenzin P, for the 12 Traditions, Kelly I, readers of the text, Allison L, Susan S.H., and Marge O. Our newcomer greeter is Reva P, and our second hour host is Kathy C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 24th, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 18,987. That's 18987. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,988. That's 18988. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P., uh, checking in from New York. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tenzin P. And I will now ask Kelly I to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Kelly I in Indiana reading the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Number six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Number seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Number eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities, I'm sorry, committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Number 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me do service in the month of May. Have a great afternoon. Thank you, Kelly I. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book in Bill's story on page 5, at the very bottom of the page, paragraph 6, that begins renewing my resolve, reading and commenting on this one paragraph that ends, and I did. And I'll now ask Allison L. to please begin reading. Hi, good morning, I sure will. Renewing my resolve, I tried again. Some time passed and confidence began to be replaced by cocksureness. I could laugh at the gin mills. Now I had what it takes. One day I walked into a cafe to telephone. In no time I was beating on the bar, asking myself how it happened. As the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk then, and I did. Oh, good morning. I'm Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And of course, there were many times in the food where I found myself in this position of how on earth did I end up back here in a binge, in a relapse? You know, how did this happen? Um, what I wanted to focus on for this share, though, is um, the beginning, renewing my resolve. I looked up resolve and it's determined to find a solution. Um, and cocksureness, I looked up in the uh, big book dictionary that I have, and cocksureness is a feeling of assurance, often without good reason. Um, so I'm thinking, yes, that's what it was. I had no good reason to think that I could do this on my own, um, yet I often did. And what I was able to do is um, listen on the line and in the beginning of my OA career, I, I came because I ran out of resolve. I, I was determined to find a solution, and OA was all that there was left for me. And so I came, but I wanted to do it on my own still. I still had this um, assurance with no good reason that I could do it on my own, just taking what I learned in OA and applying it, be abstinent, and um, do what I you know, wanted to do, some of the steps, some of the calls, not everything. And then there came a point when that still wasn't working that I realized that the people who had what I wanted were fully committed to this program. They were doing service. They were sponsoring. They were making calls. They were, you know, entirely abstinent. They were living these principles in their life every day. They were really integrating it into their life. And so I turned my determination away from doing it myself to putting my effort and energy into giving God a chance to do this for me. Um, which meant bearing the discomfort of being entirely abstinent long enough to work the steps. It meant following instructions. It meant um, doing what the people were doing who had what I wanted and not doing what I wanted, hoping to get what they had, because that did not work. And what I found by putting my determination into that um, was that God did do for me what I could not do for myself. And I can have assurance that God will keep doing that for me, and all I have to do are the, the things that I'm told to do and outlined in this book and be involved um, in the program. And I have to also put my determination towards continuing to grow spiritually, growing my principles, being more and more dedicated um, to uh, the principles of this program and the, using the tools because the disease is growing inside of me and my recovery has to grow to keep up with the pace that the disease is growing in the background. And so I've been in recovery for six years and living free um, of the food obsession and compulsive overeating. And um, 
God will do for anyone what they can't do for themselves if they follow this. And that's my time. I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Allison L. Um, although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the meetings, the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Christina J. Christina? Kathy S. Janet B. Janet B. I missed somebody in the background. Liz. Sorry, who is that? Karen K. Karen K. Did I hear Kelly? Yes, Kelly S. Okay. Okay, I might need... Um, is there anybody else before I? Amy G. Amy G. Okay. Well, this is what I have. And you may have to give me your last initial. Christina J., Kathy S., Janet B., Liz from the UK. I need your last initial. Karen K., Kelly S., and Amy G. So, Christina J., please share with us. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of Washington. <clears throat> so grateful to be here today. Recovered for today with God's grace. Um, renewing my resolve, I went to another diet. Tried again. Tried again. I was. I got really confident in some of those diets. Some of my most extreme diets were Optifast, which is a starvation routine with four 200-calorie uh, shakes a day filled with uh, vitamins and minerals and all the things you need. And the warning in the room we met once a week was... Uh, uh, don't take one bite of anything or it's going to be over. So, yeah, the allergy went down uh, to the food. But, you know, I don't I don't got to fight, as it said in the paragraph before. I have no fight against life. I have no fight against the buildup of human emotions. I have no fight against the allergy. So, yeah, the warning don't take one bite would trigger that allergy and I would be off to the races in a hot second just like this guy was. Uh, one day I walked into a cafe, a cafe to telephone, and I was eating. I mean, I ended up taking that one bite at the end of the fourth round of Optifast. I had gotten beautiful. I'd gotten thin. Uh, I'd taken on a new job, but I was internally miserable. I was getting so weak I could hardly walk. But, you know, I thought that would fix it. I thought being beautiful and being accepted by the world would fix it. It was going to be my validation. But you know what I did? I started drinking coffee with crap in it. The allergy got triggered, and soon I was stealing uh, cookies from everybody's desk, those uh, Girl Scout cookies, and becoming even more miserable. And, of course, as the cookies rose to my head, I told myself I would get back on track, but I might as well eat then. So I really relate into this paragraph. I don't have any fight. I don't have any fight. What gives me the strength? to make it through, to have resolve. God is my resolve, and he, gu- he guided me to these rooms. And even in the rooms early on, I had no fight, you know. And I would find myself going back to my um, good foods and overeating those because I wasn't working 10, 11, and 12. I was working 12, but I wasn't working 10 and 11. 11. I can't stress how important it is to take the top off those emotions every day. They come. Life. I can't fight life. You know, that's what I'm getting here, and I can't fight the allergy. But what a damn miracle this book is. It gives us what we need.
to be able to handle life on life's terms with God in the driver's seat. You know, I'm just a passenger. I wield my tools to do service, and he takes me where I need to go. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear everybody's shares. I hope this helps someone. Love you all. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. And Kathy S., you're up, followed by Janet B. Thanks, Lisa. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And, um, yeah, this paragraph, uh, we're just at this place uh, in the disease, and, and I definitely experienced all this where, once again, renewing my resolve, I tried again. This is like, it reminds me of, I never watched the show, but my kids did, that show The Walking Dead, where it's just zombies, and and you know, they're dead, but they get back up, and they're still going again, and and that's exactly what I felt like in this disease, a zombie. I didn't feel, I was just like, it was just more motion, just get up, I'm going to try a new diet. We're going to, this this road to powerlessness is just, it's a long journey of obsession itself. In this paragraph, we've cited it um, in prior paragraphs, and in between the word my and I, the self the references to self, it's 10 times in this short paragraph. There aren't even that many lines in this paragraph. And um, I really, for me, I had to get to this place where I can't. I couldn't do it anymore. And that is when God could finally work with me. Um, you know, even in the doctor's opinion, it refers to this part of the disease when it talks about, I think it's reference, it's Roman um, Roman numerals 2029. 20, I'm not real good with that, but where it talks about how we um, have that spree, we, we emerge remorseful with the resolution not to drink, and it's repeated over and over again until a spiritual experience can happen. And, and again, that begins with when I'm finally done. I'm, I just cease fighting, I can't do it anymore. And that's when, when God took over. And I just, I barely had the, the wherewithal to work the steps, but I did it. And I put into play what others said worked for them. I made outreach calls. I stayed in connection with the fellowship, attended meetings, learned, you know, really took in what I was dealing with. And it all began with entire abstinence, just not touching my alcoholic foods and then moving quickly through the steps. And and the miracle happened. And today, I'm not a zombie. I'm actually feeling. I'm feeling the fear of sharing. I'm alive today. My heart is beating. And, and I am I'm here. I'm alive. And I'm moving through events that I never thought possible, things that I never thought I could make through without, without binging. And going to some random, that was another thing he talked about, going into a cafe to telephone. And just the places that I would go, like a drugstore or a gas station for gas, and all of a sudden I'm in food. So whatever, you know. And um, so anyways, that's my time. Um, But thank you so much, and uh, just grateful to be here today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy S. And Janet B., you're up, followed by Liz. Hi, good morning. It's Janet B. Recovered from Compulsive Eating in New Jersey. So Bill said, I told myself I would manage better next time, right? And isn't that all of us? I mean, that was me. It's like, I may as well binge my brains out now and I'll wake up and start tomorrow. 
I guess I thought I had like a magic pillow that if I put my head on it for eight hours, I would wake up a new person. And it didn't work. My pillow had no power and I had no power. And that's why, in spite of my best attentions, I couldn't manage any better next time. You know, whether it was like tomorrow or I'll start Monday or the first of the month or January 1st. Because my problem was, right, I had no power. Isn't that what our book tells us? Lack of power, that was our dilemma, not lack of management skills. I mean, I have an MBA. I can manage things really well, but I couldn't manage my food. So then what do I do, right? If the book tells me lack of power is my problem, I was as powerless over not taking the next compulsive bite as someone with cancer is powerless over not making their cancer cells multiply. It's not a lack of desire, right? It's a lack of power. Thank God for this book. It tells me on page 45, the main purpose of this book, to enable me to find a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem. That's why this book was written, to enable me to find this power, this God. And I always love that line, enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. If this power is going to solve my problem, it's got to be able to think, right? The wind is a power greater than me, but it can't think. It's got to be smart because I couldn't figure out how to get out of this mess. It's got to be strong because this illness kicked my butt. So this power has to be stronger than the illness. And most important to me, if this power was going to solve my problem, this power must care about me, must love me. In spite of all the awful things I had done, in spite of my feelings of low self-worth, here was a power that this book was going to teach me to have a relationship with, a power that could think, was smart, was strong, and that loved me. And that has been my solution for over 30 years, to try and live my life the way that this power, this loving God wants me to. And when I do, the food obsession isn't even an issue, and I can sleep on any kind of pillow I want. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet B. And Liz, you're up. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, followed by Karen Kay. Oh, good morning. Um, my name is Liz Eve Elegant from Bristol in the United Kingdom. Thank you very much to everybody for your service today. Oh, wow. Um, and just really want to encourage any shy sharers or newcomers, just press star one and do it. God will speak through you. I really don't know what I'm going to say. Um, the previous paragraph, it says, was I crazy? And I am currently going through um, a period of my, I've been in recovery for two years. Um, I've been in OA about 10 years. Um, my really realizing my mind is crazy. And these things that I've done these things and this paragraph that we've got today is just such a massive warning to me, telling me that, you know, any complacency or cocksuredness that I might have just will take me down the path of destruction. And no, there is no room for complacency. One day. It was only one day. It wasn't a week. It wasn't a month. It wasn't a year. It was one day. And in no time, 
in that zero. So this is telling me that I have to um, heed this warning. And how did it happen? I, I don't know about you, but I would wake up the next morning many times after binges, after doing ridiculous diets. How, why did I do that? How did it happen? And what I'm experiencing now in terms of how did it happen is regulating my emotions. So two years in recovery, I'm learning a lot about what I need to do to stay sane and to stay recovered one day at a time. But I am, you know, I've got a bit of a battle going on with how to regulate my emotions. And it's challenging. And, you know, I'm having to do life on life terms. Some days are good and it goes really well. Then other days, wow, and self-will creeps in. And I then press that self-destruct button and say things and do things that are not what a recovered person should do. But today I have tools. I've got journaling. I've got meeting. I've got outreach. I've got my sponsor. I've got fellowship. Um, They're all there. So one day at a time, I'm trudging with all of you beautiful people. Um, And thank you for letting me share. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you, Liz E. And Karen K., you're up, followed by Kelly S. Good morning. Um, My name is Karen K. from Syracuse, New York, and my credits certainly do not transfer no matter how long I... What I think I know about anything with with the steps, um, yeah, there was my resolve. What I thought I could do would be better than God. So I'm being a God with a little G, and I don't have it in my life today. I'm learning to be more um, aware. You know, they say when the food is down, you know, I'm going to feel more, blah, blah, blah. And uh, now I'm given the gift of a patient-loving sponsor, but more more importantly, not so much the sponsor, but a patient and loving God that's in my life today, more than ever before, that guides me and protects me. And, um, you know, I could do a litany of um, how many, um, you know, programs I've been in, how many, you know, diets I've been in, and I need to be, I need to remember that, but I don't have to live there. That's the beauty of recovery is I don't have to fix my head in the past. For all that you that drive, when you look in your rearview mirror and if I'm paying too much attention in the past, I'm going to crash because I'm not paying attention to what's in front of me. And I like to say I keep my head where my feet are. You know, I needed to go through these steps again. You know, being newly married is the whole dynamic of, of life had changed, and I'm so blessed you know, um, for the WhatsApp groups, because you guys are like five or six hours ahead of me when I'm waking up, and you guys have more time to think than me, and I'm able to be of service. And um, thank God for Bill W. and everyone who God put in his path to make this text, because it, it is a text. And I choose the program to be equal with fellowship, not one over the other. My last... Um, you know, uh, Zoom meetings I've been on, I've learned that I can't rely on just the fellowship to keep me sober. I can't just rely on, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's God. 
and I need to pray. And I wasn't able to get in touch with uh, some people today because I'm heading off for work. And you know what? God's busy 24-7. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen K. And Kelly S., you're up, followed by Amy G. Hey, guys. It's uh, Kelly S., um, Kelly with an EY, recovered compulsive eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Grateful to be here. Um, just wanted to share on this line about this paragraph. Um, great shares. Oh, my gosh. Always great shares. Anyway, so renewing my resolve, I tried again. Story of my life. So, you know, I wanted to share that this is my experience in the rooms. And I was thinking about this paragraph yesterday. I'm thinking, okay, so the truth is I came in these rooms when I was 20. I'm 59. So really the truth is the majority of my life has been in the rooms, right? And that's my experience of this renewing my resolve. I'll try again, like the lead share talked about. I've done this in these rooms. And what was hard was that that worked for a while until it didn't. You know, I was able to get it together. You know, I shared this last week. I would, you know, work my program a little harder. I would, you know, find a new sponsor. I'd go to a new retreat. I would go to a different workshop. I would listen obsessively to Vision for You every single morning, all the recordings. You know, I would do all these things I was supposed to do, me, 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 right? And, you know, I, I would get together. That would work. That was the problem. And so then when I pick up again and I'd be back in the food, I'm like, you know what to do? You know what to do? You did it before. And so I would do it again. And then I would get back together, right? And, you know, there was never any real surrender there. And I had what it takes, right? And I wanted to share with you guys real quick. I'm telling you, my three minutes goes faster than anybody else's. But anyway, um, that last year before, I, you know, I had five years, I say, of recovered abstinence. But that last year, mm, that's pretty. Did I? Really? Did I? Because here's the truth. You know, for a year, I lived in dishonesty. I wasn't eating abstinent food. What the hell, right? But, you know, I was not being honest. I was not being connected. But you know what? I know what to do. I'll get it together. I got it. I'm okay. And I would be. I don't have to tell people I'm being a little bit dishonest. I'm eating a little bit off here. I'm doing a little bit of that. I'm, my night reviews are slacking. You know, I'm just going to get it together. And I would. I'd get it together. I'd be okay, right? I don't have to tell anybody, right? Well, guess what? Pretty soon, I spent an entire day binging and purging because I wasn't surrendering because I kept trying to do it. You know, we hear that all the time. We have to surrender. I don't know what to do. It's not about my lack of desire. I wanted it that was shared. I love that. It is lack of power. And if I forget that the entire point of this book, like we hear, is a treasure map to God, if I keep thinking it's all about the tools, it's all about this big book, it's all about this vision for you, it's all about these things, I'm going to fall back in the food every time. I need this power. And the whole point of all this, and I forget that, is I'm doing this work. I'm doing these steps. I'm being rigorously honest. I'm keeping the food down so I can get a connection with God because not only I can't be absent with God, I can't do this freaking life thing without God. And with that, I pass. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kelly S. And Amy G., please share with us. Hi, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you all so much for your service. What an awesome meeting. You know, I can't always relate to everything that Bill did, but in this specific instance, boy, this do I totally relate. How many times have I sat five bites, you know, sat or stood right in front of the refrigerator with the door open five bites into a binge going, how the hell did I get here? 
You know, in step one in the AA 12 and 12, it says we have warped our minds with such an obsession for destructive, in our case, eating, that only an act of providence can relieve us of it. And to me, providence is the process of surrendering to powerlessness, working the 12 steps, and developing a relationship with God, the power greater than myself, to restore me to sanity. Because the problem with the mental obsession is that my thinking is warped. I rationalize, they call it the three D's of active addiction, denial, delusion, and defiance. Renewing my resolve after binge, I would deny my issue and I would say, you know what, I'm going to diet on Monday or I'm going to start this morning. And, you know, I could start and stop a lot, but I could never stay stopped. I would delude and deny and defy. And then I go, oh, what the hell, when I started binging and the sugar just, you know, the sugar haze of ease and comfort ran through my body and I'd say, oh, well, I'll diet on Monday. I mean, I would rationalize. That's the thing with mental obsession to me. I would rationalize to the point that insane behavior was now sane. They say rationalize is when you believe a ration of lies because that's the way my thinking was geared. I could not think clearly. My mind and my thinking was a liability, and every time it would bring me back to thinking that the best idea I had all day, regardless of the consequences, and the pain and the suffering that we're already hearing that Bill's going through, and the same for me, the pain and suffering, regardless of that, I would still think that the best idea would be to put those binge foods in my mouth. I used to call those my blank spot binges, you know, my blackout binges where I had no reason, no excuse, and then I would just say, what the hell, binge my brains out, and then rationalize somehow that sticking my finger down my throat was also a sane idea. So for me, I know everyone says this is, and it is, it's a we program, but at some point I have to make a choice. And that's something only I can do. I have to choose to say, is this who I am? And is this what my problem is? Because if I make that choice to surrender to that powerlessness, then there's nothing left for me to do but to take action. The problem with me about renewing my resolve and those three Ds of disease is where I'm still trying to control it. And until I surrender and say that I am powerless, then I am always going to try to go back and try to do it again and again and again, the definition of insanity, hoping for a different result. And I can't fix myself. If the problem was me, I can't fix me. So eventually I had to finally surrender and say, I surrender, please help me. And that was the choice that I had to make. And I'm so grateful today that I have because then it was moving forward into recovery. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And we um, are on page five in Bill's story, the sixth paragraph that begins renewing my resolve and ends with, and I did. Who else would like to share this morning? Blanca BG. Blanca. Terry J. Terry. Vasa. Janice. Sorry, Vasa. Lee H. Lee. Lauren N. Lauren N. Kelsey R. Um, Kelsey. Jack. I'm sorry, Jack W. Okay, I'm going to stop with Jack. Um, you all will have to, I'm not sure we'll get through everybody, but I'll tell you who I have, and I missed some um, last initials. I have Blanca BG, I think Terry J, Janice Vasa O, Lee H, Lauren N, Kelsey, Russ, and Jack. So Blanca BG, you're up, followed by Terry J. Good morning. Can I be heard? 
you can. Um, thank you so much. I won't take up too much time because I love hearing other people sharing. And it's so wonderful. Thank you for your service and everybody and online. It's wonderful. Um, I had an amazing thought that I just wanted to share. You know, it had occurred to me the other day <laughs> that when Bill uh, was going through all this and started AA, um, how, how could he possibly have known that, what, 50, 60 years later, morbid obesity was going to be the number one health problem in the world? I mean, that's an amazing, it's just, it's divine. That's when I know it's, it's, it's just divine that uh, Bill was just, put, you know, put on this earth sometimes, I think, and this was his, if you will, maybe his calling. I, I don't know. All I know is that the good news is that think of the millions that he, that have been, that have recovered, that have been given God's grace through the miracle of, of Bill and what Bill did. So that was just a thought I had this morning that I wanted to share. And um, thank you for letting me share. <laughs> thank you. I pass. Thank you, Blanca BG. And Terry J., you're up, followed by Janice. Good morning. This is Terry J., compulsive overeater, abstinent for today. I'm grateful that a vision for you is here for me, and, and I'm here for a vision for you. And this paragraph really strikes home for me because I can identify with every day this new resolve or every third week this new resolve that this time I've got it. And that's the problem. I don't have anything. I have absolutely nothing. And if I do not work hard on spiritual principles, and the steps of this program, then, because this is my original, 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 this disease for me, the compulsive obsessive food disease supersedes all the other diseases that I've experienced. I, I realize that as I'm doing the work, I, oh, and before I forget, because I just get so into um, where I'm at, I'd like to thank everybody at A Vision for You that has reached out to me, and I want to thank everybody at A Vision for You that has allowed me to reach out to them. You guys don't know how much that means to me and how much is helping me. Uh, and so, yeah, if I keep me in the spot of where God has to fit, not wants to fit in my life, he wants to, but I We lost you, Terry. Star one. Hello? There you go. You have another okay. minute. I don't know what happened. I started getting a message of how to do this and that on the line. But nevertheless, I have to decrease 
so God can increase. You know, I have to get out of my way. I have to get out of God's way. I am grateful, 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 grateful to have woke up this morning and have another opportunity to work this program to the hilt, just to work it, work it, work it, because it works if you work it and you give a lot of love. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Terry J. And Janice, you're up. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, followed by Vasa O. Good morning. I'm Janice S. from Tennessee. Um, and I am a recovering um, compulsive overeater. I just wanted to, to share this morning um, from the reading. I do relate to all of that so much. Over the decades of diet after diet after diet, um, I would do so well. I would go, you know, I in my mind, I'm going to do every single thing they say. And I would be very um, convinced. I would be very, you know, I'm, this is it. I'm going to do it. I was, I was going to do it this time. And I did. I, I stuck to it because I thought... If I do exactly what they say do and I lose this weight, I will be happy. And I would, and I did it. And then I would lose the weight and then something would happen and I would mess up and I would get off the diet. So I just like like the reading said, well, I've messed up now, so I might as well go ahead and eat everything I want to today. I'll get back on it tomorrow. But tomorrow never came. This happened time after time after time. And looking back on it now, I realize that it wasn't it wasn't me. It wasn't my willpower. It wasn't that it's that I was I was trying to diet. I was trying to fix what what wasn't really broken. I I, I was chasing something that I was trying to fix the wrong thing. I was hurting and I was broken and I was feeding it with food. Well, it went, at, at some point I switched from food to another, another disease, another symptom of the disease. My point is, you know, now that I understand that the disease I have and the, and the symptoms of the disease, I have a different outlook on what food is to me and it's just it's a it's a spiritual awakening that i have and i completely have a different outlook on food food is not it's not about the food it's about how i feel if i'm happy if i'm content if i'm free if i'm if i have a connection with my higher power and i don't think i probably worded that the way i wanted to but I hope that that somehow it got um, somebody understood. Thank you for letting me share. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, Janice S. And Vasa O., you're up, followed by Lee H. Thank you, moderator. Thank you for your service. And Vasa, grateful recovered compulsive overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And this is a beautiful paragraph, and I love Bill's story. I don't identify with everything, but I do identify with a lot. 
At the whiskey, uh, as the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk then, and I did, and I did over and over many, many times over the years when I tried to control the food by myself, by my own willpower. I did not have a higher power. I did not have a program that uh, we have the 12 steps and and everything that we have here. It's a gift from God. And I'm just so grateful that I am using that gift. And I had to put everything aside that I knew about my, with the food addiction, by myself, people, places, and things, and start all over. I was dying gradually. And I remember saying this, if I don't do what these people are doing, I'm going to be very, very sick woman, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I'd be even dead today. I wouldn't even be here today. I know for sure I know I wouldn't be here today. So, yes, with all the diets and everything I did, and I remember doing so good, and that the mental obsession would come back before I came to the program and before I came to a higher power. The mental obsession, which I didn't know then, I didn't know about any of this stuff. would come back and say, oh, you did so great, honey. You lost one or two pounds. Now you can, do, now you can have one of those things, and you're going to be fine. And I did it again, and I did it again. It did not work. I became sicker and sp- sicker until I was ready and willing, and I had the desperation to do what people were doing that were recovering and, 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 and to do the steps and to do the abstinence before I started working the steps. And God is in the steps, one, two, and three. I can, he can, and I will let him. I, will, I would let God, I would let higher power, I would let anybody that would help me because whatever I was doing, it was not working. So finally, I was ready and willing to surrender to a higher power that I didn't even know and I was getting to know because he was helping me with the food addiction. That's my time and it and everything in my life as I've been going gradually. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Lee H., you're up, followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Lisa. This is Lee H. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Tennessee. And it's great to hear a lot of friends on the line this morning and these great shares. What keeps coming to my mind as I read Renewing My Resolve, I've Tried Again, is patterns and repetition. And I see where Bill just was in this pattern of trying and trying and getting the same result. And we've all heard about what insanity is. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's that's what I did. I had a living problem. Yeah, I I had some weight to lose. I was miserable. I had a lot of overeating behaviors that just made me miserable. And then I started having health problems. But my basic problem was a spiritual problem and a living problem. And in this program, I've learned to 
change. I was out of, you know, I had to get to the point where I was out of ideas. And I didn't realize that I was, you know, had these destructive patterns going on in my head all the time that led me to food, that led me, you know, to home goods, TJ Maxx. I mean, I had all kinds of ways of filling that empty void. And I thank God this, this program brought me back to my higher power. And I just was disconnected. I, I had no idea that, you know, I I was I just wasn't able to surrender and allow my higher power to um, work in my life and give me my true purpose, which is to, to serve others. And um, I'm just so grateful for this program, and I'll, I'll uh, let somebody else pass. Thanks. Thank you, Lee H. And Lauren N., you're up, followed by Kelsey. Hi, this is Lauren N. from New York. Um, I've been so moved by all these uh, conversations to, or the mentions today. I, I've been struggling with food. How amazing. And every single time I can see myself hitting the bar and saying, how did this happen again? Yet again, I ate too much at night. Yet again, I'm struggling with my giving up my allergic substances. Yet again, I'm doing my will. I, 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 I. I could so relate to everybody's shares this morning and heard my my struggle in the big book and in everybody's shares, knowing that just last night or just this morning, I can't believe I did it again last night. I keep saying, oh, well, I'm not eating sugar. And sugar, that's good. I'm, I'm better then. But you know what? It's the other substances as well. It's the ones that I can't put down. Like for me right now, it's cheese. And I know the solution is in this book. And I know, as some, another fellow said earlier, I can just do it harder. I can work harder. I can I, I, I. But I haven't been working on my, my relationship with God to help me get through that and to help me get through the three days that I know it takes to get it out of my system and to help me stay there and to then work the steps like my hair is on fire. Thank you all for being here and reminding me every single day how wonderful it can be when you're in recovery. I've been denying that for over a year, or just under a year, I should say. I'm grateful to be reminded of that. And I'm coming back. Thank you all for being here. I was so scared to admit this. Have a good day, and I pass. Thank you, Lauren N. And Kelsey, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, you're up followed by Russ M. 
This is Kelsey R. from Texas. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater. I really appreciated the definition of cocksureness this morning, that perfect assurance without good reason or just inadequate grounds of reason, right? Um, how many times I've come back to program because I was ready, right? Um, Bill, was, Bill was sure. He was sure that this time would be different. Um, I've learned so many times that I can't do any of this, right? Um, but I still think I can um, sometimes. Um, grateful for my resolve today to uh, surrender. I was taught a lesson this morning um, when I was taking my trash cans out, of all, of all things. Um, we had a big storm in Texas last night, and the recycling bin lid wasn't completely closed because of a diaper box. We have twin boys, and we go through diapers like water um, in this household. But um, so when I was attempting to take the recycling bin out, I couldn't move it. Like it was, it was impossible. And I'm thinking, what on earth are, is in this? Like this should just be paper and plastic. And I opened the lid and it was three quarters full of water. So in addition to the muddy ground around me, it was completely unmanageable. Of course, I was determined. So I eventually did. It took 10 minutes longer than it should, um, but I did, I did get it done. Um, so as is my life, completely unmanageable without power from the only true source of power of God's perfect grace. Uh, willingness to be completely changed and my will to completely be replaced and reformed with God's will is the only way that I can do this. Not even that I can do this, but I will be enabled to do it. Um, and this only happens when we put God first um, in our lives and specifically first in putting him first in my day. Because again, we get a 24-hour reprieve. So if I put him first, he obviously has to be interwoven throughout my day, but I have to put him first. And I am reminded yet again, like meetings, outreach calls, food plans are just tools, right, that, that we need um, because we need structure as addicts. But these things in and of themselves will not solve my problem ever. It will never solve my problem. Um, and these steps are what lead us to a relationship with God um, that is the only solution. Um, so with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Kelsey R. And Russ M., I have one minute. I don't know if you want it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Thank you, Russ. Okay. And, um, and Jack, if y'all can hang around to the second unrecorded hour um, immediately following um, thank you to everyone who shared this morning, and please do join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 18,991. That's 18991. We will now close with a reading from the big book, on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Susan S.H., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for your service. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio. I am a recovered compulsive overeater and very grateful. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.